sounds and stuff, and they were like whispering in each other's ears, and it was weird. They were doing it to each other? Yeah, they were doing it to each other, that like purposefully. Oh, I don't like that. I don't really understand it. I'm going to start doing that to you while you're sleeping. Sorry. No! Yum, well, yum. I... <laughs> super cute. <laughs> the face that goes along with that is super cute. All right, let's begin. Oh, hello there. Uh, welcome to I Love This, You Should Too. It's a podcast where my co-host, Samantha... Oh, hello. And me, my name is Indy. We talk about uh, different movies, and the basis is that we bring a movie to the other that they haven't seen, maybe they think they won't like, and then we convince them why they should love it as much as we do. So So this week, it's my turn. Yes. Um, If you didn't listen to the shorter episode before this, episode three, go back and listen to it now. Yeah, do it. Do it. Go. If not, you know. Okay, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are, we just watched Bring It On. Yes. Um, Probably my favorite movie. How many times do you think you've seen Bring It On? Um, I know I've owned probably three or four DVD copies of it since 2000 and I think I saw it four times in theaters when it first came out I like dragged my friends there we used to go for Friday night movies and I'm pretty sure we saw it like every week that it was available in theaters would you say you've seen it more than 20 times oh yeah more than 50 Quite possibly. So probably right around 50-ish? This makes me sound like a crazy person, but yes. (laughs) I don't think there's a movie I've seen 50 times. And I I watch a lot of movies, but I... You do. I don't think there's anything I've seen probably more than uh, 20 times. Oh, except for Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive? I've never seen that. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, it's very bad, but actually also the greatest movie of all time. But we're not here to talk about Emilio Estevez fighting trucks. Oh. Which is what Maximum Overdrive's about. It's crazy. I hope we watch that sometime, because I feel like I could have some good things to say about that. Yeah. Good or bad. So we are talking about Bring It On, and it was my first time to see it. Yeah. So, first, like, overall impression. I think what we should say first is, as soon as we started watching it, within the first five seconds, you turned to me and said, I can't believe you haven't seen this. Like out of, out of, like almost anger. <laughs> I feel very strongly about this movie. And this is while we're watching it. So I was, yeah, about to watch it. And since when we finished, I refused to tell you what I thought about it. Because I yes. thought we should save it for the podcast. But in the week in between, you've gotten angry at me three times <laughs> for not liking the movie. I never said I didn't I know, like it. I know. But you were just ready for me to to um to hate it. And I, I think, was quick to defend it. I think that's uh that's such a typical thing of all people that if someone doesn't like something we really love, we take it very personally mm-hmm. because you feel like it's like a piece of yourself out there. Yes. And you also at one point said this movie is me. <laughs> I did say that. I did. And I still I stand by it. And also there's like a line in the movie where she said, I am cheerleading, which was one of my favorite No, she lines. says, I am only cheerleading. Yes, I am, well, I am they're only cheerleading. referencing the fact that it's just high school cheerleading. Yeah. <laughs> it's only cheerleading. I'm only cheerleading. <laughs> yeah. That was a very good line. Maybe good my line. favorite line in the whole Really? Movie. But, so okay. I guess I should tell you, overall, 
Yes, I liked this movie. Oh, good. Okay. Clearly, I'm not going to love it as much as you. That's not possible. But yeah, I liked it. I see the appeal of it. Okay. That's good to know. But I thought that the first half of it, I wasn't sure how serious it was and how silly it was. Right. And it got to a point, there was a part where it switched, which we'll talk about later, that... Mm -hmm. I realized, like, oh, no, they know that this is a silly movie, Mm -hmm. and they're going for it. And then I liked it so much more after that. It's just campy fun. Yeah, so in the end, yeah, I I liked it, and it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of things that I'll complain about, probably, (laughs) but my complaints aren't serious. They're not like, oh, how, how could someone like this? It's like, oh, that was weird. Oh, that didn't really make sense. But I feel like all of that's forgivable because it doesn't take itself very seriously, and the serious things about it are are well done and good. Mm-hmm. There's lots of good stuff about it. Yeah. So to start off, if anyone hasn't seen the movie, which really, you should just go watch it right now. It's, it's a fun on one. Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> no reason to not see it. Could you tell us what happens in the movie in like a couple of sentences, a real brief overview? I'll try. Okay. So it's a classic... Good guys versus bad guys movie. So Torrance Shipman. Already, I disagree. Really? So much. It's not that at all. Okay. Anyways, keep going. Okay. So Torrance Shipman, the newly crowned captain of the Toros cheerleading squad, has been made aware of a cheating scandal or a possible cheating scandal where their previous captain has stolen choreography from the East Compton Clovers. And Isis, the new captain from there team, the Clovers, um, wants them to stop using their choreography, and basically you follow the whole movie where they hire a crazy, zany choreographer and um, realize that he scammed them, and then they have to work together to come up with the perfect routine for nationals. Insert love interest, insert, (laughs) like, family drama. Right. Let's talk about what your favorite part of the movie was. Probably that opening cheer. That one was weird because about like 10 seconds into it, I was like, oh, it's a dream or something. Yes. And I could see how that probably is something that you quoted a lot and did with your friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a point in my life, and I'm not sure if I could do it now, where I could do that whole cheer with the choreography and had friends to back me up to do it. So I think that's the part that I want to watch again because it comes like it's the first thing you see. It's right out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it like it gets you and you're not sure what is going on, what to make of this movie at that point. So now it, it knowing It feels like you jump right in. Yeah. Like you're in the middle of a story. And I one thing I really liked and I don't know what it's called, you can probably tell me. But with the opening like universal thing, mm-hmm. the music. Yeah. Always reminds me of Bring It On. Doesn't matter what movie we're about to watch or if I know, if I've seen it, always reminds me of Bring so It On. So any universal movie you see, like, oh, Bring It I'm On! I'm like, Bring It On. Yeah, yeah, I have that, like, warm, happy feeling for a moment. And then they turned the next title, which I'm not, I can't remember what it's called, um, which company it is, mm-hmm. but they turned it into, like, paper and ripped it. And that's how the, like, first scene... I really... I love that. Because it's very cheerleading. Like, at American high school football games, they'll do, like, a big paper banner and the football team runs through it. And the cheerleaders look decorated and it'll have their team name on them. And and there's that really famous one where that cheerleader gets run over. What? You've never seen that clip? (laughs) No. I I thought everyone's seen that thousands of times. Like, she's like, oh, I just need to fix one little thing. 
And she goes, like, right into the middle to fix something, and then all the football players come Oh, out and they and run like, through and hit her. Yeah. Oh, I know. I haven't seen that, but oh, okay. I'm sure you'll show me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's just such an iconic, like, very subtle cheerleading thing that they, that yeah. they did. Because you can see little pieces of the paper ripping when it pulls. And at the time, I didn't know what to make of the whole, um, the, f- the first song what do you call cheer the, the first cheer? cheer the opening cheer <laughs> um but now looking back at it you're like oh that that sets up the movie that is indicative of the type of movie this is going to be lots of cheering and a lot of silliness too yeah so my favorite part was i don't think this is my favorite part of the movie but it's where everything turned around was mm-hmm. um at one point, they hire a choreographer named oh, Sparky. Sparky Pilastri. Spar- so, <laughs> so the Sparky scene. Yes. I don't know who that guy is, but yeah. you can tell he's like um like an improv guy yeah. or a comedy troupe guy. It's very physical. And he was fantastic. <laughs> I loved him. And because it was so silly, then I was like, oh, okay, I don't have to take this all so seriously now. And that's probably close to halfway through the movie. I think that's movie. about halfway through the movie, yeah. And then after that, I think everything else got a lot more ridiculous and got a lot more fun. And it kind of relaxed everything. So I really enjoyed that Absolutely. Sequence. I think it's absurd. And it is, like, it adds very much to the, like, teen drama kind of feeling because it's this adult and they're trusting him and he comes in and he's just, like, a con man. And I think it's it's kind of a fun addition, even though it, like, they overcome that hurdle and they still have another hurdle to overcome. It's, like, a minor problem that they come together as a team after. Hmm. So do you think you have... Could you name a least favorite part of such a perfect movie? Um, so when they're doing the wolf wall, after Torrance is named captain, they're doing the wolf wall, which What's is... What's a wolf wall? It's just a simple pyramid. Oh, okay. Honestly, it's not... They make it look a lot harder than it actually is. My elementaries could do that stunt. My elementary team that I coach. Um, it's below what we would be scored for in high school. It would just be a throwaway. So is your, the things you don't like, it's all technical cheer stuff? It's not technical cheer stuff. It's the moment where the girl falls out head first and hits the grass. I don't think I've ever watched that part with my eyes open because it's just like, oh, the splat sound and watching her like hurdle to oh, the like ground. Oh, like at the beginning of the movie the when she gets hurt, yeah. she like breaks her leg. When right? Carver breaks her leg, yeah. And there's a line of like, we didn't break her leg. It was the angle at which she, she slammed fell. into the ground. That yeah. was funny too. Yeah. There's funny stuff in Yeah. There. I think my least favorite is the movie doesn't let us make up our own mind about characters no. very often. Like as soon as you see um, Faith, what's Faith? Eliza Dushko, I don't know her character's name. Oh, Missy. Missy. Missy Pantone. Missy Pantone. Like, they come in with, like, the hard guitar, same with, with her brother. Yes. And they, it's very aggressive for that. And I guess that goes into the campiness of it, but it was, yeah, it was just so much of, you know exactly what to think of this character before mm-hmm. their face is shown, because you see how they walk up and how they pan from their yeah. scuffed up chucks or whatever it is. I think that comes from the fact that they, they are being like silly with it. Mm-hmm. And these are like hardcore high school stereotypes. So you've got right. the like the misfit new kid and the like hard looking party girl who's from another school who right. like doesn't have time for your bullshit. Yeah. And like, 
I think they work really hard to make sure that you get that. Yeah. Oh, and you get that. (laughs) The music in general is just very aggressive and loud. I feel like um, if there's anything that I'm going to complain about, though, wouldn't she rather I'm just complaining about the sound mix? No, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Because it has nothing to do with cheerleading. So before you were talking and... You describe the movie overall as a good guys versus bad guys. Who are the good and the bad in that scenario? I guess if you're watching it from the Toro's point of view, the Toro's are attempting to be the good guys. Then who are the bad guys? I'd say Sparky and the Clovers. How are the Clovers bad? I think they're just shaking things up in a way that the Toro's, who seem pretty privileged, have never actually experienced. Okay, so maybe we think the same things, but I wouldn't call it that. Like, I um, actually wrote down in my notes that what I loved about this is that this is a sports movie without a villain. Okay. There, there's no one that's bad in this, because uh, Isis and her team, they're absolutely right. They haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. If anyone's the bad guys, it's... the Who's the main team? Toros. The Toros. Yeah, the Toros are the bad ones. They're the ones that were cheating. I guess, yeah. But then they're not even bad because they like they learn from it and they try to do what they can. And uh, I think at some point I'm going to get you to watch a lot of Miyazaki movies. <laughs> and what I'm going to say about all of those is like, it's like Disney. But if if Disney didn't have to rely on having like good guys and bad guys, they could mm. just be free to explore the character. And that's what he does in a lot of his movies. And I think that's what this does as well. There's not a lot of opposition. If anything, it's all internal. It's them growing themselves, the the Toros. That's fair, yeah. They're the Rancho Carne Toros? Yes. So that means the Meat Ranch Bulls? <laughs> I've never thought about it like that. But they are from Rancho Carne, California. Is that an actual place? I think so. Meat Ranch? Meat Ranch, California. The Meat Ranch Bulls. Huh. Okay. So I thought I'd start our little discussion of the main parts of the movie with some fun facts. So I've seen this movie, I think we said, over 50 times. Okay. I recently got to see it on the big screen at the VIP theater, um, and it was basically just a whole bunch of 30-something women um, who were probably cheerleading coaches somewhere in our city or our surrounding areas who saw this movie when I saw it in 2000. I was reminded of a lot of things that I remembered from watching the director's commentary, because you know I've watched the director's commentary. Of course. Um, So the movie was originally going to be called Cheer Fever. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, There's a part at the first practice right before Carver breaks her leg where um, one of the girls says, Torrance has got the fever, people, and that was a reference to the original title, Cheer Fever. And they only say bring it on once. Yeah. They say bring it a couple of times. Bring it, yeah. I just want them to say the full thing. I know. I have this game that anytime in any movie they say the title of the movie, you have to applaud. It's <laughs> Or fun. woo. Yeah, you should do it, in, do it in the theater next time you go to a movie. Yeah, everyone do it. In uh, <laughs> Titanic, it probably happens a lot more often. Oh, I but bet in it does. like. Master and Commander of the Far Side of the World. It probably doesn't happen so no. much. See, so I like to do it where every time they say the title of the movie, you take a drink. Alright. So I feel like in Titanic, you'd get like... <laughs> yeah, you'd have, have a good time. <laughs> good and on your way, yeah. So the wolf wall, which right. I, I discussed previously, yeah. 
It's very easy, and nobody should be falling out of it like that. That was, like, they said we're going to start with the hardest thing on the first day. Yeah. It's not that hard? No. No, it's not. in the, like, world of the movie, they think it's a very hard one. So if it's so hard, why is that the first thing you're doing on the first day? It's true. Also, they compete... Warm up. They compete a way harder pyramid at the end of the season Hmm. at Nationals. So... I, that never made sense to me, and once I started knowing a little bit more about cheerleading, it was like, ugh, that's that's nothing. Those yeah. are, like, easy, easy stunts, um, and I don't know how you'd fall headfirst out of a stunt like that. Did you notice during the tryout scene, where they're sitting in the gym at the table in their uniforms, right. how some of the language that they were using seemed very G-rated? Maybe not, because I would think I was too... Uh too taken aback from them saying like dyke and fag all the time which was a very we'll get into that but no okay well tell me about that so it was filmed in a catholic school Ah. um and when they were shooting that particular scene it wasn't the weekend so there were still students in the school and the nuns were there apparently this was the kind of catholic school that had like full-on nuns um so they had to dumb down some of the script there were a couple instances where it's like, one that is very obvious is Missy's the poo, so take a big whiff. They couldn't say shit in front of the nuns. Oh. So they had to dumb it down like that. And um, there was another one where they make reference to one of the girl's little sisters giving tongue, which doesn't really make sense. <laughs> Supposed to be head in the original script. Well, I feel like that sounds just as dirty, though. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. But they just had to kind of be careful with what they said in front of the nuns. And then a lot of the other in the gym scenes were filmed on weekends when the nuns weren't there. So they were able to kind of have full reign of the script. Hmm. So one thing I noticed, like I haven't, I didn't like read anything about it, but just watching it, that is a uh, Sunnydale High from from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is it? It sure looks like it to me, and I think it might have been on some other shows too. But this movie was very, very full of Buffy. So you have uh, it was yeah Faith yeah she plays Missy Missy and then uh, Glory's in it yeah what's her name in this Courtney the blonde one right yeah yeah the blonde she's kind of like the meanish yeah there's Courtney and Whitney okay yeah. Her, and then it's at Sunnydale, and then that, um, who's, like, the guy, the love interest? Oh, uh, Cliff. Yeah, he, Jesse Bradford. He's just Xander. I'm just gonna call him Xander. He's not actually Xander. No, but he's... But he looks very much like Xander. And he's he a Xander very type. Much. He's, like, zany and, like... He's supposed to be, like, a cool Xander. Cool guy, yeah. Buffy was actually very big during this time, and, um, Eliza Dushku was actually filming Buffy at the same time. Yeah, yeah, Um, so there are a couple references, like, when they first meet the Clovers, one of the girls, I can't remember her name, uh, says, come on, Isis, let me do this. Let's beat these Buffys down so yeah, we can go that. home. Yeah. And so there are a couple references to Buffy in the script, because that was, like, what she was really known for at the time. Right. And, like, the hit show. So, like I said, there's, like, these hard music cues when people come in, and um, Faith, Missy, is supposed to be, like, super all hardcore, but then she gets there, and they're like, oh, no tattoos, and then she, goes, she just wipes it off. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, indicative of a lot of stuff about the movie that, like, oh, she's so hardcore, but so sanitized still. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the most sanitized rock and roll. Like, uh, Cliff? Cliff. Cliff Her is, brother. like, into all of these, like bands and stuff and you you think he's all hardcore as well but he's like the most non-threatening man ever 
So it's a very, very sanitized danger with the two of them. Yes, absolutely. But then you learn um, when they go and sleep over after the first football game that they're just like rich kids. Let's talk about that sleepover. Sure. So it starts, I can't remember what they're even doing, but it goes into like, hey, you know what? What's the main character's name? <laughs> Torrance. <laughs> Torrance, you have bad breath. And she goes, oh, do I? Oh, okay. I'll just go brush my teeth. Oh, because she's a giving weird a thing big rant, like big rant on what happened at the football game when the Clovers came and embarrassed them on home turf. Right. But that's just a weird thing to say to someone like, hey, you have bad breath. Go brush your teeth. And then she does. And then... Uh, Xander just joins her in there, and they, like, have a toothbrush flirt off. Yeah. Which was very awkward, but maybe if I watched it again now, maybe very fun, but still very strange that they spit, like, seven times. Yeah, where does all the liquid in his mouth How many times do you spit when you brush your teeth? Like, once? Yeah. And it's mostly foam. I don't think I produce enough saliva to spit half as many times as they so do. So they spit all that time, but then they never rinse their mouths at the end. No, they just also weird throw their toothbrushes out. in the cup. And then, so she had just said, hey, go brush your teeth. And then she does. Then she comes back, and Faith is already in bed. <laughs> and she just crawls in and is like, oh, okay, I guess it's bedtime now. That yeah. all seemed a little odd, but it was fun. You've never had a sleepover with your best girlfriend and just gone to bed? Well, I feel like there would be a discussion of like, hey, bedtime, you wouldn't just come back into the room and they'd already be in bed. I guess there was no like wind down. Yeah. Yeah. And also Faith never brushed her teeth before bed. <gasps> Maybe she has her own t- bathroom. Um, do you want to talk about cheer sex? So at the football game, uh, Courtney and Whitney, the blonde girl and the dark haired girl, yeah. who kind of are like... The mean girls? The mean girls of yeah. the cheerleading squad, and they, they're very opinionated. Um, they see Torrance making eye contact with Cliff at the game. Oh, right, and they're like, you totally just had cheer, cheer sex. Cheer sex with him. We're right. better at it than you. You're having cheer sex with him. So cheer sex is a thing. Oh. Um, because of this movie or before this movie? Before this movie. Huh. Uh, so it's when you're cheering to one single person in the crowd and you don't break eye contact with them. Oh. Um, so you're basically performing for one person. I've done that in, um, like, I've done a lot of stage productions, mm-hmm. like just plays and stuff. And I sometimes will pick a person for certain scenes because I find it easier to direct that way. Right. But it probably creeps that person out a lot. Yeah. No. And so I think that it's like, it's cheer sex because both parties are very into it yeah um and you can see cliff being like oh she's like paying attention to me and her being like oh he's you know paying attention to me too (laughs) i uh dated a cheerleader in high school and i I can't say that ever happened i'd always kind of stay in the back because i felt weird just going to watch cheerleading but oh yeah well (laughs) that's 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 a thing are battle cheers as much of a thing as they are in this movie it's like a mix between like battle raps and cheers that they just go like back and forth insulting each other. Oh, so when the the yellow and red team, yeah, I don't actually know their team name, but um, they come and do the you really suck cheer. Yes, and then the Toros respond with that's all right, that's okay, you're gonna pump our gas someday. Right, right. Um, I don't think it's as much of a thing as they make it in the movie. I don't know, though, because I was not a football cheerleader. I was a competitive cheerleader. So we didn't cheer games, and we just practiced so that we could go places and compete for trophies. So I've never actually cheered a game. That's on my bucket list of things I'd love to do. But I don't think it's as big a thing. You feel free to write in and tell us if you're a high school cheerleader who did battle cheers, but... 
I uh, I don't think so. And then my other question of of is it a thing? The spirit stick. The yes. Spirit stick is she was cursed because she dropped the spirit stick. Is that a thing? The spirit stick. Yes. So the spirit stick is a thing. Um, I got an opportunity to go to cheer camp with a team that it, my colleague coached, and so I went to do. They have a whole coaches course that you take. Every night at the end of camp, so there'll be 10 or 15 teams at camp, all the teams will vote on who had the best sportsmanship, who had the best attitude, and the winner of that vote at every night at camp, which is usually like three or four nights, gets the spirit stick overnight. It's an individual or the team? It The team. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the person who gets or the team who gets the spirit stick overnight gets has to protect it and has to like make it a little bed and like it's it's a whole thing and then at the end of camp um they give out three spirit sticks to the top three teams who had the best sportsmanship and attitude and was like the nicest basically Hmm. and is it a curse if you drop the spirit stick so that's something that i'd never really heard before um Losing the spirit stick is a big thing. And I've heard of teams trying to steal the spirit stick from other people. And if we watch another Bring It On movie, you'll see that kind of in action. But I've heard about that at cheer camp where like other teams will try and sneak into your dorm room and steal the spirit stick away, which is why you have to like guard it and make it like a little bed and like try and hide it away from the other team. So maybe, maybe it's a big thing. I like I like those little... Little insights like yeah. that, because I know in, uh, in hockey, you can't walk on the logo in the middle of the rink. That's oh. bad luck. What if you skate over it? Oh, in, in, sorry, not in the rink. Yes, of course. In the dressing room, the ones that have the team logos in it, you don't stand on there or oh, you don't walk on it. interesting. Uh, you don't touch a trophy that you haven't won. Yes, that's a thing. And Absolutely. Like if you're in the NHL, you get your conference championship trophies and a lot of teams refuse to touch that one because they feel it'll give you bad luck. For I remember you Cup. telling me that and I was like, why isn't he grabbing the trophy? And you're like, because he wants to win the Stanley Cup. You don't want that one. <laughs> you wait for the one you want. That's that's fair. Um, so at cheerleading competitions, there's always like a trophy table. Um, and it's usually right behind the mat where you're competing. So you don't really have an opportunity to go there and touch the trophies. Uh, so it, it's, it would be harder to touch a trophy you haven't won. Lots of selfies with the trophy after, though. So we were joking off podcast that a lot of the times when you bring up a movie to me, it, then I'm going to ruin it for you. In the sense that, like, uh, if it's something that I don't like, I'll just tell you why it's bad. Sure. And one of my proudest moments, though, was that somebody once told me that they can't watch Family Guy anymore because I ruined it for them. Because I told them how, like, bad the jokes were. And I said, well, if you think about it. And that I was very happy about because Family Guy is terrible. It is terrible. But for this one, I did like it. So uh, by ruin it, I'm just going to look into it way more than maybe... Anyone who wants to. Sounds good. Maybe I can offer you some, like, counterpoints. Oh, but it's not bad things. Okay. Something I do like about this movie, and yeah, you're right, very light, very silly, very fun, but it does more for intersectional feminism than more movies than I can think of. There's not a lot of movies that um, that tackle cultural appropriation and with, with this much tact, I mm-hmm. guess, and uh, so appropriately. In the movie, the uh, 
the, the meat ranch, the meat ranch bulls, they oh steal God. the Rancho Carne Toro. Yes, they steal the uh, cheers from the the Compton team. East Compton Clovers. And when Kirsten Dunst becomes aware of this, she she doesn't want to continue. Yes. So yeah, they've clearly stolen something. I know this is a. Uh, it's not exactly... Well, I guess you might consider, like, Cheers part of uh, one's culture, but she's, she's definitely stolen this from a team that is mostly black and Latina, I think, too. Absolutely, yeah. Not as high in the socioeconomic st- speaking. Mm-hmm. And they've stolen it from them, and because they are privileged, they're allowed to do a lot more with it. And she realizes this and realizes it's wrong. And that is something that most movies would never tackle. Mm-hmm. I know when I was talking about this movie and what I think was going to happen, I kept saying, like, well, this seems like it would happen, but they can't make the white people the bad guys. And they kind of did. Mm-hmm. Although you still think of the Clovers as the bad guys. <laughs> I think they're just mean to the Toros, and I don't like that. Oh, I didn't think they were at all. How are they mean? Let's talk about that. Well, they come and, like, embarrass them, and they... You mean they do their own cheers that they wrote? Yeah, but they're still, like, there are more sportsmanshiply ways to do that. So what do you think is worse, going there and doing your own cheers or stealing someone else's cheers? I think stealing someone else's cheers, but I don't think that embarrassing the team, because we find out that Big Red, who is... Oh, yeah, I like that her name's just Big Red the whole <laughs> yeah. time. Who is Valerie from Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. Um, Meek old Valerie. Everybody's in this. Uh, So this is her alter ego. Um, Big Red. Uh, Mm -hmm. So Big Red is the one who's been doing all the stealing. Yeah, but they're aware of it now and they choose, they kind of bully Kristen Dunst into continuing doing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that they try to do the right thing, realize it's too hard, and then are forced into doing the right thing. But I think that embarrassing them in front of their like own crowd was the wrong way to do it yeah i didn't care they were right i'm on the i'm on team clover for sure um (laughs) but i like that like you were saying that they thought they realized they're doing the wrong thing but then they're like oh it's too hard to change and that is like that says a lot Mm -hmm. of how things are in the the outside of the cheer world they're like oh it's so much easier to just steal from another culture right and um so they realize that and eventually they do the right thing and start coming up with their own thing and they start studying all these different types and learn how to not just steal a different type of dance but kind of make all these different things their own. Mm-hmm. So they, they learn and uh, they do uh, great work and I think two things that are great about this movie that I wasn't expecting was that um, so then uh, Torrance... Mm-hmm raises money because she wants to beat the best. She wants to beat the Clovers. Yes. And she raises money so that they can go to the Nationals as well. And Gabrielle Union, like a fucking boss, is just like, no, we don't, we don't want, want your, your money. money. Yeah. And that was beautiful. I yeah. loved that. And it kind of says that, like, you can't make monetary reparations for something like no. this. The two captains are just great. I mm-hmm. like them both. Although... Maybe I don't like Kristen Dunst in a lot of the movie. I liked her as a captain of the team. Yes. And Gabrielle Union, of course. She's a very good leader, yeah. I'd only really known because she's uh, married to Dwayne Wade, and she was uh, she has a lot of uh, social activism things that oh, I was on board with. Remember when uh, Trayvon Martin was killed? She was kind of the first person to bring it into a lot of the... to make it kind of like a celebrity case, almost. Okay. 
So yeah, she was great. I love the two captains that both of them are trying very hard to do the right thing. Yes. And both of them are very proud. And the other thing that I didn't expect, although at the end of the movie, I turned to you and I said, the Clovers better win this and the Toros better finish in second. There's no other way this can end. But I still wasn't fully expecting it to happen. But then when it does, um, and rightfully so, Mm -hmm. because they were great and the Toros were very good too. Yeah. At the end, Torrance goes to Isis, and they both say, like, oh, you were good. And Torrance says, well, you were better. And Isis goes, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Because they were. (laughs) Yeah. And she does little things to help out the Toros. Um, Torrance does little things to help out the Clovers at the end. Because it shows that mutual respect. Yes. And I think they did, the writers of the movie did a really good job of showing that piece of the cheer world because the sportsmanship aspect is really great. I just had the opportunity to travel to an American competition and um, we traveled with another team from Alberta, which is where we're from. (laughs) Um, And we now see those athletes and those coaches and their teacher sponsor at competitions. And so yesterday when I was at a competition, I got to like hug another person who I knew from traveling and we feel very bonded to them but we're also able to give that kind of constructive criticism between coaches which is neat yeah yeah I think it encapsulates that which I'm Mm -hmm. not familiar with because I don't really cheer or anything (laughs) but what it was great at that mm, I can't think of other movies that do this is it had two female leads who are in direct competition Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make them catty no that's such a crutch that a lot of movies rely on. When there's women in competition, they can't be competitive because no. men are competitive, women are like catty and bitchy. Or and in they this can't case, be competitive unless it's over a man. Absolutely. Yeah, and which even they then, don't it's competitive. It's yes. a catty. Yeah. And in this way, they were both very proud and competitive. And I, I liked how that relationship was treated. Yes. It was my second favorite relationship of the movie. What was your first? Uh, Torrance and Missy, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yes, we can. (laughs) So what I really hoped, but I realized they weren't going to do it, is that Torrance and Missy would get together. Oh, like as a couple. Yeah, didn't it seem like a lot of times, you can look at scenes and go like, oh, or... Are they going to kiss? I have never thought about the movie like that. Really? Ever. Nope. I thought there were so many times. I feel like if she were male, if um, Missy were male, you would look at everything that leads up to it and you're like, oh, clearly this is what it's leading up to. Hmm. Like, she comes in, she's like rough and tumble from another school Mm -hmm. and teaches her some new things. And I thought that would be beautiful if that was a love interest. Hmm. At least I liked that they didn't give Missy a love interest. I thought that they might have tried to tack that on. Yeah, I could see that being done. But even Torrance's love interest, if Cliff wasn't in the movie, would it be a worse movie? No. It's a very, very subtle side thing that they added in. And I like that. I do like that about the movie because it's not a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. It's a, like, sports teen comedy. See, in that one, I think you say subtle, I say unnecessary. Okay. Like, I feel like if Cliff didn't exist, it might be a better movie. When they have that big argument, I don't even know what it's about. When they stop talking, it seems like there was no real conflict. Um, he doesn't realize she has a boyfriend. Yeah, so she could have said, like, oh, I had a boyfriend, we've been together for a long time, but, uh, look, things are over now. The end. Problem solved. 
Well, she tries to do that. And then he just won't listen. No. Like, in the very literal sense of, like, but wait, no, not listening. I think that's very high school, though. I think that's very movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he's there because they're like, well, we can't make Eliza Dushku get together with her. So let's give her... Because Cliff is just a male version of her. They are very much twins. Yeah. They are very much the same person. Yeah, so just cut him out. Have her to get together with Eliza Dushku. So it sounds like we need to write a, like... 2020 release version of Bring It On. Absolutely. Bring it I on would 2020. Be on board. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, I, you heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> yeah, I would change that. I yeah, think. that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, I want a cheer montage. That's like my dream. Can you make me a cheer montage? Um, okay. <laughs> Do you know the montage that I'm talking about? Where they're doing the choreography. Like the training montage? Yeah, where they're like learning how to put together their own routine. Yeah. I want that, but of me coaching and traveling and doing everything with my cheerleaders. Okay, well, if you pay for me to come out and shoot stuff, absolutely, I'll do that. (laughs) Done. And then one of the other issues, or one of the things that doesn't age so well, is there's a lot of, um, like, homophobic talk in it. Yes. There's, um... Faith calls those two people, like, dykedelic, Dykedelic, I believe. yeah. And she asks the one guy if he speaks fag. Yes. So that was rough. But then I was like, oh, no. Her character is gay. So she's, like, comfortable saying these things. But oh. then it never came out. So maybe she's maybe not. not. Yeah. Because I kind of was hoping she'd get together. It was very of the time. I feel like people were less politically correct on that. Sure. Because, like, 2000, like almost 20 years old now yeah it's the year 2000 though it's not i feel like it wasn't as big of an issue i think it would become a big issue in the next couple of years but i definitely don't think that it was quite as a hot topic now as it is now true yeah for sure uh, another thing that i really like that separated this from a lot of movies is so in most movies like this there's um the boyfriend who goes away to college and he's just an asshole and he's cheating and that this Definitely has that. Yes. So that, it falls in line with every other movie of the time. Mm -hmm. But what was different is uh, Torrance breaks up with him before she knows that he's cheating. She breaks up with him because he doesn't believe in her. Yes. And that was awesome. I really liked that. Yes. Because that's a very cheap cop-out that I feel like a lot of high school movies use is like, oh, he was cheating on me, so I broke up with him. Yeah. She breaks up with him because she has strong feelings about it. Yeah, because he doesn't believe in her and because uh, Xander does. Yeah. I wish, though, they didn't make him so much of a douchebag. Aaron? The, um, is that the boyfriend? Aaron the boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, because that's enough. They don't need to make him like this like super gross guy that's cheating all over the place. Yeah. Because then they have that to fall back on. They're like, look, see, he was a really bad guy. But really, him not believing in her and then going to her teammates to kind of to sell her out, to, to give up the captaincy. Her, yeah. that, that should be enough. Absolutely. What are some other little bits and pieces from this movie that you love? The car wash scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, the car wash scene. <laughs> so this was something that was filmed with, like, I don't know the technical term, but just, like, a small camera. Like, it was actually filmed on the camera that it looks like it was filmed on. Yeah, it was a little handheld yeah. segment. Yeah, um, it was someone's camera from the cast, and all the producers and stuff just showed up and brought their cars and, like, 
they weren't technically like it wasn't really a day of shooting it was like they didn't need to show up the producers and the like the crew and everybody just showed up because the actors were going to be in bikinis and it was like a big party Hmm. yeah which i thought was kind of neat um it's a fun it's a fun scene and you can tell that the actors are just having fun they're not on a script or anything yeah Uh, i loved no wait I hated slash loved? I'm not sure. I have a lot to say about that little brother. Oh, the little brother, yes. That's another thing that's in a lot of movies. If it's a female Justin? teenager lead, there's like a bratty little brother. I think his name is Justin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like going back to the, a lot of 80s movies. And he kind of looks like he's like 35 in some He shots. does. He has a very strange face. <laughs> yeah. But well, the one, I think maybe it's our introduction to him when he... So it's like, hey, Torrance, I have something to tell you. And she goes, what? And then he jumps up and farts on her. And, like, traps her in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was nuts. It was, like, over-the-top little brother. Yeah. Who, but then he still comes to the to the cheer finals in Florida? In Florida, yeah. Yeah, so he flies across the country. Sandy, no. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing places. I can't remember where it is, but yes. Actually, yes, it is Fort Lauderdale. Is it? It is, yeah. Okay. Also then, Cliff, who hasn't talked to Torrance, also chooses to fly across the country to go see the cheering. So that's something that never lined up for me, because he, she's calling him the night before the competition. It's clearly late, because it's, it's dark out, and like they're all getting ready for bed, and they're kind of partying in the room. Mm-hmm. And he picks up his phone in California and then the next morning they make it seem like it's super early day two and he's there. Yeah, I guess maybe he took like a... A red eye? Yeah. Like he was just leaving for the airport and his phone rang. Yeah. I guess that's the only way that that would make sense, but, but I, yeah, I he has found a that odd. A lot of disposable income though. Let's fly across like that. Yeah. At least last he, minute? At least he didn't bring a book this time. Like, the first time, when he's reading a book, like, why'd you even come? At the football game, yeah. Why'd you even come if well, you're he's supporting his sister. No, because he's so, like, I'm so anti-establishment. Yes. I come to a football game and I read a book. Mm-hmm. Well, so the Toros football team... Is terrible. Hasn't won a game in, like, I like five that. years. That was one bit that I liked, is, like, how bad they are. And then I think the the announcer at one point says, like... Oh, join us next Tuesday for our next defeat. Oh, our next defeat is scheduled for, yeah, because they know, they know. And even the band and everything playing the, like, the team march on is just, like, they're just blowing air into their instruments. They're not actually, like, playing them. And then as soon as the cheer team comes on, they're, like, five-time national cheerleading champions, and everyone gets up and it goes crazy, and, like, nobody cares about what's going on on the field. (laughs) Do you have any other little things left over in your notes? I have so many that I'm not even sure what they mean. Oh. I have written so many middle fingers. I mean, when people give the middle finger a lot. I yes, have, there was a lot of middle finger happening. I have um, Oprah Standin. I guess that one character was just kind of like an Oprah character oh, who like sends people to the talk show host. Yes, yes, she uh, is very. Much like Oprah. Wish day. <laughs> yes. I have uh, more than once, I have the phrase white savior written down. Like, I'm happy that there wasn't, that Torrance didn't come in as the white savior and pay for the clovers to yes, come in. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I have written about when, 
I think it's the Glory character who beats up that little kid or gets in a fight with a little oh, kid. Oh, at the cheer competition when she's talking about how skanky the uh, the uniforms look. Yeah. And then she turns around and this little girl is like stepped on her foot or something. Yeah. And, and then, then starts they start punching her in the stomach. That was, maybe that's my favorite And then part Courtney and Whitney end up in a slapping fight yeah. in line for whatever they're in line for. That was awesome. That was one of my very favorite things. That was super funny. <laughs> Last time when we watched The Sixth Sense, you hadn't watched it for a long time. I've already said that I've seen this movie quite a few times right. recently because it just recently came onto Netflix and it was playing on the big screen and it was it was been very readily available this last couple months. Um, so you had talked about whether or not The Sixth Sense held, Sixth Sense held up and you said yes. Mm-hmm. I think Bring It On holds up. Yeah. I got I, 100%. I think it's... Um, written in such a way that it's not super super like of its time yeah it's definitely dated like not in a not Mm -hmm. in a terrible sense but you can tell when it was made mostly because of the hair Mm -hmm. and remember like when eliza dushku starts off when she has those gross twists weird twisty dread things Yeah. yeah I think in a lot of ways it was ahead of its time so Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's super I don't think it's super dated. And I think that's why it stands up is because it's written in a way that isn't just generational. Yeah. I think a lot of people enjoy it and see it at a young age and still enjoy it. I guess in the end, I'm not sure if I love this movie. There is a lot about it that was kind of like maybe a little annoying or like, why is this even happening? But overall, I like this movie and I definitely see the appeal of it. So what I'm going to say is that, yeah, if you haven't seen it, well, we probably ruined everything for you. But there's... Why didn't you do your homework and watch the movie? Yeah. Hmm? There's... It's a lot more fun than maybe I make it sound because I always get into the... Technical. The heavy stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very silly. And I think I would enjoy it more a second time because I won't be looking at it critically now. I would just be, like, on board for all the fun jokes. Absolutely. Yeah. So go watch Bring It On. You'll, you won't regret it. Grab your pom-poms, grab your beer, go watch it. Yeah. Do every, everything you do. Have both a beer and pom-poms. Yes. Oh, what beer are you drinking today? Oh, today I'm drinking the Good Mood Brewing Cream Ale, which is from the Alberta Beer Advent Calendar. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, uh... Yeah, pretty nice and light, but like has a nice flavor to it. It's got a good flavor. Um, it would be good in hot weather. All right. So, any last thoughts on Bring It On, or are we just about done? Um, why haven't you watched it yet? Yeah. Listen. Uh, the only other note I have here is, did he insert a finger in her? Oh yes. That guy. That see, that's another gross part, <laughs> where he just like puts his finger inside a girl he's holding. That's um. But then she's also like, ooh, she's not like, she's kind of into it. I guess? I think that's physically impossible. Okay, I'm not gonna go into the discussion. <laughs> Let me tell you where you can find us if you have other cheerleading movies to recommend, new beers for us to try, or you just really want to tell us what you think about Bring It On. Yeah. So you can email us at I love this, you should, and the number two at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter if you want to do it in about 140 characters at ILTYS2. 
Facebook, I Love This You Should Too podcast, and we look forward to hearing all about what you thought of this movie and what you think future movies should be. And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, Gloves. Gloves, they're like shoes for your hands. Next episode, I'm going to be telling Samantha what we'll be watching, so I'm going to pick something. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but here's the one hint. It will involve slightly less bare midriffs. That literally tells me nothing. <laughs> like, All right. See you next time, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.